This episode of the Pumps and Systems Podcast is brought to you by Industrial Flow Solutions, changing the world one wet well at a time. So some people were a little bit resistant to it at first, it sounds like? The entire wastewater industry. It's just a new technology, a new idea, I guess, even more so. Um, everything's based on wet wells and grinder pumps, and this was a different breed. Hello and welcome to the Pumps and Systems Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Baer, a managing editor at Pumps and Systems Magazine. Today, we're going to be speaking with Jay Irwin, Chief Wastewater Operator in the village of Sherman, New York, and Brad Hitzelberger, Business Development Manager at Industrial Flow Solutions. They're going to be telling us all about what happened when the village of Sherman plagued by sewer overflow, clogging, and maintenance and safety concerns, decided to switch over to a direct inline pumping system. It's been almost six years since Sherman made the switch, so let's find out how that's been going for them. Okay, so first of all, welcome to the Pumps and Systems podcast. Uh, We really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us. So why don't you start by just kind of introducing yourselves and telling us who are you and what are you going to talk to us about today? Any any information you think would be useful for our viewers and listeners? I'll go first, Jay. Um, Yeah, I'm Brad Hutzelberger. I'm located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I grew up here in Charlotte, uh, fortunately, and everyone's moving here now these days, but Um, It's a good area to be. I've been in the water industry here for about six years. With this role, with Industrial Flow Solutions, I kind of cover the whole country now. So I get to see a broad experience of, you know, different people's problems across the United States in the water industry. Um, And I do our business development on our municipal products. So um, that's kind of my background. Yeah, my name is Jay Irwin, and um, I'm with the Village of Sherman Wastewater Department. I've been here uh, going on 16 years now. I'm from Sherman. I grew up here, been here for 40 plus years. <laughs> um, so I've, yeah, I've been in wastewater since 2007. I also operate the water system here and, you know, we help out with the streets department also. We're a, right now we're a three man crew between three departments. So it's always busy. <laughs> sounds like that would be a lot of work for. for... Yeah, yeah. So then today we are here to talk about the village of Sherman and uh, what's been going on there in the last five years or so, right? Yep. Okay. All right. So we'll start out. We'll start out uh, talking to you, Jay. So why don't you tell us a little bit of background? So what what were some of the challenges that you were facing uh, with the old wet well setup prior to the change happening? So the old system was a, a flooded suction system. So it had a lift station and then it had the wet well. So um, we were having a lot of issues with with plugging of the pumps, um, the wet well would would uh, allow a mass, a fog mass, to grow in that in that wet well, and which would eventually lead to mop rags, which would get pulled into the system into the pumps, and which would severely plug those pumps. So um, we were dealing with that on a on a regular basis. Um, on top of raking the bar screen weekly, pulling out anywhere from two, three, four, five buckets of material out of the bar screen and having to hoist it up out of the 15 foot wet well. Um, that was, you know, confined space constantly. Um, that would produce little noxious gases in that system. So we were always doing the air monitoring and, and that whole 
that whole rigmarole with that. Um, so it was, uh, and as, sorry, my heater just turned on. Um, we're in New York. It's 40 degrees out today. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in Chicago. So I hear you. Uh, you got it. All right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, and as, as time progressed, um, it would just become more and more of an issue. So we actually started having back trucks come in, um, you know, I think I, mainly quarterly, but as needed for sure also, um, which, you know, added another layer of cost on, uh, on the maintenance for us. Okay. So it was expensive and difficult and time consuming and not, not maybe the safest thing. It sounds it, like. Right. Especially for a small department, like we are the cost, you know, those heavy costs are more problematic for us. Plus the manpower. We've never had a lot of manpower here. So that was the other issue. We always had to pull from a different department to, to help out. Right. Okay. So then, you know, clearly there came a point where you're like, this is not working. We need to do something different. Um, so Absolutely. how did you, how did you find the solution? What was the the light bulb moment or how? how did <laughs> it was a pretty <laughs> simple solution. Really. I saw, um, saw the system in a magazine and an article and I read it. Um, it, it caught my eye pretty fast. I made some phone calls, talked to the mayor at the time. And we just really, I mean, I laid out my, my, points as far as why it would help us out financially manpower wise um the financial was obviously the big end of it but for my end you know the safety the constantly going down the wet well um since since that you know i've been down there two three times at the most so went through our our normal steps through the through the board and all that stuff um made the contact with then side industry they spoke with the guy that actually invented the, you know, the system and it just, it was a real fast process, a real easy process. And, you know, we committed to it and went through a lot of, a lot of tape to get to it, but a lot of people not trusting the idea. We pushed through it and now here we are you know, almost six years now, really. I mean, February, January, it's going to be six years. So it's, it's been, it's been great. That's great. Yeah. So some people were a little bit resistant to it at first, it sounds like. The entire wastewater industry. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> it, it's, a, it's a new, it's just a new technology, a new idea, I guess, even more so. Um, everything's based on wet wells and grinder pumps, and this was a different breed. But you were able to convince people, and then everything was smooth sailing. <laughs> So that maybe you know giving my side of it and what i thought and how i felt about it and being an operator is a little different than you know being on the dec level um mm -hmm. i did have a lot of talks with them and we had to come up with some backup plans and some contingencies in case this did not work right um mm -hmm. so we did all that um everybody was happy still not completely convinced but they are now uh, well that's good <laughs> <laughs> okay so then uh tell us a little bit about how this technology works yeah, I can I can hop in here. Um, yeah, go for it. So yeah, it's uh well, Jay's was like a really interesting one because it was what the first municipal application uh, like in the United States. There, there was a couple others sold um, before his uh, installation. So there was a few in the states, but then overseas, um, there there's well over two thousand of them. So the guy that's invented it has really pushed uh, this technology overseas and and had great success with it, but. What it really does and how it works is, is it mounts right up to where your sewage or your stormwater is coming in. And I believe, Jay, yours is uh, just, uh, you, you don't have a combined sewer system. It's just a- uh, Just sanitary. Just a sanitary sewer system. Yep. Yep. So 
it can work in in uh, on a combined sewer system with where you have stormwater and sanitary sewer uh, coming down, or it could just work in Jay's case, like just with the sanitary sewer system. So it's it's fed right by the gravity network coming in where the pipe is, and it mounts right up to it. And and by doing that, that's like Jay's case. It makes it a lot safer because you don't have the the dangerous gases in anything. Uh, you're not exposed to that. The people working in and around the the wastewater, um, and instead of floats, I'm uh, they ha we have a level transducer that that can read like the water pressure. So it's it's a flow pacing device. When when you know uh, sewage comes in, sewage comes out, and if sewage isn't coming in, it'll be sitting idle, and not consuming energy. So that's really the the brains of the thing is the transducer, and uh, it has some special features, um, which actually has a, a dip cut impeller, which is like a vortex and a and a uh, a shredder impeller in one. So it's able to identify clogs and things. I think in Jay's case, they were having clogs and, and now they, I don't know how many clogs you've had or not had since then. Not had any since then. So that's, that's kind of how it works. The big overview of it is it's going to mount right up to where sewage is coming in and then it's going to be able to react And a lot of, there's no other technology that's, that's able to, to react and, and shred up the rags at the same time and, and clear it through. And that, that makes it so there is no maintenance on, on this uh this type of system and that's got to be invaluable that lack of needing the maintenance and let's talk about the results uh over the last five years so you said already that you that jay you hadn't encountered any clogs since installing it um so tell us about like how how it's been over this time and what results you've seen well i'd like to bring up just the fact that the installation of it also we did that in-house as well. So we had a couple of local departments that had, you know, a winch and uh, crane and stuff to help us out. Um, we did have a couple reps from our local rep, Kester Associates, that sent a couple guys just for backup. Um, all in all, I think it was 11, 11 and a half hours for installation. So we did it. It's something that you could do in-house. It's some, you know, it's a simple system. So since then, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, other than a bearing on one of them, on one of the motors, that's the only thing we've done in the last six years. And as far as I'm concerned, a bearing is going to be, I mean, motors are motors. No matter what motor you have, you're going to have to change a bearing sometime in the lifespan of it more than once. So that's typical for me. Uh, other than that, we actually, we had one out and the, the impeller, the dip cut impeller looked like it was brand new still. It was just in such good shape, which is not something you see in a typical sewage pump. I mean, you see the, the wear and tear on those also. And that's the biggest problem with the clogs is that they start to wear down, allowing stuff to get wrapped up in there and then causing those issues. With this, uh, you, you don't see that. Yeah, um, this is uh, this is actually the impeller, if anyone has their video on when they're watching this. But yeah, this is the impeller we're referring to. And I think actually, like Jay was saying, I think you said you pulled it the other day and it yeah. looked just like this. So yeah. um, you can see it has really sharp edges on it when it goes into reverse it has hinges that will slot down go into reverse and that's what will expose those knives so um that's what's really cool about the technology about eliminating all the ragging issues and, and issues that you we typically see that wet wells uh end up causing essentially and i think uh i mean talking about the savings though i i know the case study we did and we presented at web tech i think it was um what was the number? I think it was like eight thousand. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yep. which is big for a small department like this. I mean, every penny counts for us for sure. I mean, we're not a multi-million gallon per day plant by any means. So, so that I mean, every penny definitely counts for us. I thought I, I think uh, 
Well, so at, we did a WEFTEC presentation, uh, and and um, it's funny. I didn't learn this till after, uh, but Jay said that I actually saved him, I guess, millions. If you want to talk about that, Jay. We've gone through a, a $7 million upgrade to our plant, so you know, essentially a brand new plant, and we had to design the headwork building. We were able to design it um, downstream of the pump um, because we knew the pump could handle whatever's coming into our system. So instead of building it down in a three-story building below grade, we were able to put it up on top of the hill and just do a simple, you know, a building, you know, a concrete slab building, which saved a lot of money on construction and engineering because of that pump. I thought about that after the fact. So Brad was upset <laughs> with me for a little bit there, but yeah. <laughs> we're getting I didn't even know that. I was, I was <laughs> like, wow, that's, that's kind of the beauty of the system. Like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to see immediate returns on maintenance and stuff, but then there's other things down the line. You might not even know that, you know, five years later, they're saving millions of dollars because of this technology. It's pretty neat. This episode of the Pumps and Systems podcast is brought to you by Industrial Flow Solutions. Industrial Flow Solutions is changing the world one wet well at a time. Headquartered in New Haven, Connecticut, USA, Industrial Flow Solutions specializes in the design, manufacturing, sales, and service of wastewater pumps and controls, including Overwatch direct inline pump systems, BJM pumps, Drano pump, Stancor, Oilminder, and DRagger products ideal for municipal, industrial, commercial, and residential applications. For more information, visit www.flowsolutions.com. You were saying before that it seems like some a lot of people in the industry are a little wary of this new technology or something like that. So, what do you think will bring them the rest of the way, or what? How can we how can we convince them that maybe this might be the way to go? Same thing we're doing now. I mean, really, the left. He mentioned the left tech presentation. We had a couple of people there actually say it was too good to be true, and oh. even after seeing the five year case study on this, they were still on that fence. Um, we talked to a lot of guys during that conference. I, I did, I know, and I know Brad did too, that we're still, that fence is still there. So I think this continuing what they're doing, what IFS is doing, what Brad's been doing, I think that's, and I think it's good, not just for, for IFS by all means, but for the wastewater industry as a whole too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just to touch on that. I mean, like it's, it's uh, technology that's just like, it takes time, you know, in certain regions, you know, there has to be someone that has a problem that like Jay has that is willing to uh, implement this technology. And then, you know, once someone implements it, they tell their neighbor, it's kind of word of mouth. Hey, this thing works five years later, you know, you tell all the communities, this is saving me a lot of time, a lot of effort, and it's helping out the community. And that's kind of how it spreads word of mouth. So, you know, where it's been implemented in the United States is, is, uh, is on the East coast and it's, you know, it's migrated to the West coast and we're getting, um, you know, we're getting installations all throughout the, the country, but it, it takes time because people want to see it and, and they, they, they want to see people like Jay who's had it for like five years now. So the, the thing is it, it has been around for, for 20 plus years. So, and there's not much, I mean, Wastewater is wastewater in Europe, just like it is in the U.S. It's they're doing the same thing like us, so it's 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 not any different. But it's just getting people to change their mentality, and and it's just getting it in front of them and showing them the benefits, like 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 Jay's case study here. All right, so then, um, as you said, it has been around for quite some time, despite feeling like a new technology to folks in the U.S. So, uh, Brad, can you tell us anything about like how that technology was developed or anything about its history? I think it was originally. Well, maybe as a booster, there was a backstory behind it, and I've heard it once or twice. And so I'm, 
Um, but the gentleman who, who built it was was from France and a uh, really smart gentleman who who um, you know he's designed other pump systems and stuff. And they he I think they had it as a booster, and then they realized they could just put this you know, up to the gravity invert and then just eliminate all the smell issues. So, um, you know, that's kind of, they saw the immediate benefits of it, the safety, odor, maintenance, and then the, the footprint excavation um, advantages that this thing has. And so that's kind of how it got built, but it didn't get introduced into to the United States, I think 2017. And then Jay's was in, in January of 2018. So it just took a while for it to, it to come over here. So that's kind of the background of the story. Uh, the company I work for purchased uh, the technology and stuff, and and we manufacture it now in Connecticut. So it's all made in Connecticut in the United States, which is great. So that's that's kind of the background of the whole story. There is a better story. I just don't know the full full story. So <laughs> when I say it, <laughs> you don't know the whole legend, but that, that's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I got to get that down for the next podcast for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, Jay. So, what words of wisdom would you have for? folks who are considering this technology, but maybe do think like, oh, it's too good to be true or something like that. My only, I mean, being an operator, I know there's always that operator engineer stigma, but like as an operator, like I like, personally, I like to test those boundaries a little bit. And when you see something and I mean, you got to do your due diligence, which I'm, I'm a hundred percent in favor of. I mean, you do your background, you check everything out, you know what you're doing. So you know how things do operate. So I mean, I'm, I'm always for new technologies and something that's going to make your life and work better, easier, um, you know, work smarter, not harder thing. I mean, that's, that's huge. So anything like this, like, cause I didn't jump into it and just do it, you know, by any means I, I did my due diligence on this whole thing and, and it made sense to me. Um, like I said, I had to go through a lot of, a lot of red tape for it, but it, it made sense and I knew it was going to work. So I, so when I, had that feeling I, I was just gonna I had to keep going for it I don't, I don't even know how to put into words to be honest with you it just it made sense and I and I knew it was going to help us out in the long haul with manpower issues all the time um and nowadays it's even harder to find workers you know unfortunately so this has taken it off my plate where I can just trust that that system's working out there and I can focus on other things that I need to focus on do you have any other case studies similar to the Sherman situation or any any other stories you want to share with us about instances where this technology has been used and I assume had a good result <laughs> yeah yeah uh you know I mean almost every every application we have is is uh out there and we have about uh, about 160 now in the United States and in Canada it either solves like one of four issues whether it be an odor issue with a wet well right outside of a, a neighborhood or and it's becoming septic and anaerobic conditions of it uh, become really nasty or it's solving maintenance issues like J's or it's a it, it's even a new pump station where you have to dig down uh, deep in the ground and you might have, uh, you know, dewatering issues where it costs a lot of money on the construction side for those things. And and then safety issues, too. So that's basically all four of those. It, it hits it, one of those hits everybody essentially. And that's what this, this thing is about. I mean, we have, um, we have a, a lot of good case studies. I, I think I was out one that we, we sold and this isn't a municipal one, but this is just, it's actually seeing uh wastewater at a facility, um, an olive oil plant. And they were getting uh, the olives, the pits off the olives coming down their, uh, coming down their line and going to their pump and it started clogging up their pump and they would constantly have to go out there 
take the take the pumps out, unclog it, put it back in, and the next day they have to do it again. So they had just had a maintenance crew that was constantly doing that. So little things like that. I mean, anything can clog up pumps. I mean, these days, whether it be pits off of olive, flushable wipes, you can't. It's very hard to control what what people are uh, flushing down the toilet and get down the drain in the sewage line. So that's a good uh, example that it doesn't always have to be municipal, but we, we've sold them in industrial plants, commercially, um, pr- prisons, hospitals, where they're, they're flushing all types of things down the toilet. So um, it basically anywhere and everywhere that's seeing maintenance, odor, safety, or, or footprint issues is where, where we've sold a lot of these things. All right. So before we before we finish up, uh, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners slash viewers or any other information you feel like they must have before this podcast concludes? Uh, you got anything, Jay? <laughs> uh, I just, um, you know, I, I like the system. It's been a good system for us. I mean, so that's important to me. That That's the most important thing is it's just been and customer service for these guys, too. I mean, they're right there. It's local in the United States, local. Um Parts are easy, accessible. I mean, it's just those those things. Those are things that I enjoyed with whole System too. It's been a lot, you know, but it's been it's been a great experience all in all. Yeah, and I, I would say uh, I, I think one of the one of the really good questions we got at at the um, technical presentation for on his case study we did at WefTech was you know was was this a critical network station basically and 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 it is Jay's only pump station so it so it is it's this influent pump station so you know this has been implemented on a wide variety of different applications you know influent pump stations inside the fence uh you know office off of secondary clarifiers and scum pits it's been uh like i said outside the fence obviously at pump stations a lot of different applications and and you know it's been i guess uh you know tried and tested now for for 20 years so it, there's people that are hesitant to change the whole way of doing things. But, you know, if you have an open mind and, and you can embrace technology and the changes, then, you know, it could really impact your community and, and free up time, resources and money. And that's what this technology aims to do. And it has done. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody does want any more information, uh, you know, they could reach out to me on LinkedIn or, uh, yeah, shoot me an email and, you know, we can talk about it and teach you more about it because there's, if there is concerns, um, you know, we've seen engineers d- design different ways, uh, you know, uh, address different considerations and concerns with the technology to to help uh, address those, too. So I can I'm happy to share those with any, any potential people that are looking to implement this. I am also on the operator. And, if, you know, if they have any questions for operator levels, I'm more than happy to take phone calls also. That's great. All right. Good deal. Now, before we sign off, I did want so you guys, uh, how, how did you find WefTech? Because I, I was there for like one day and it was my first trade show yeah. in the wastewater industry. So it was a very interesting experience. So uh, are you guys veterans to, to the WefTech experience or how how was it for you guys? That was my second. I, I know Jay's been there. Three, uh, yeah, I think that's my my third one. Yeah, I do a lot of local rural water ones here in New York um, every year. But yeah, that's there is a lot of people, a lot of. A lot Crazy. of information, a lot of everything yeah. goes as the left check. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's awesome. There's so much stuff on display, new technology, new things that people are coming out with and things to help out, but it, it can be overwhelming. I mean, it's so much. The local, <laughs> the local ones are awesome. Like, like Jay said, the real water ones and the, the local state chapter ones, the WEA shows. 
that's more I uh you see like a lot more operators and people who who are doing the work at those things. That makes but, sense. Yeah. So were you walking around? Uh or did you guys have a booth? Yeah, we had a booth. I uh, did a little bit of walking around as well. So yeah. like but the very, very, very large. So uh, Brad and I walked around the one day and I don't think we even saw everything. <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. it's possible to see everything in right. one day. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's wild. I I don't know. You got to bring walking shoes if you're if you're walking <laughs> show for sure. One hundred percent. All right. Well, then, all that's left for me to do is to say thank you so much for appearing on the Pumps and Systems podcast and sharing all your expertise with us today. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. The end. Yay! Good job. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Huge thanks to Jay and Brad for taking the time to tell us all about Direct's inline pumping systems and how that technology made a difference in Sherman, New York. Also, massive thanks to Industrial Flow Solutions for sponsoring this episode. If you're listening to the podcast and would like to watch it instead, hop on over to the Pumps and Systems YouTube page to see the full video version. That's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for listening or watching, and we will see you next time.